All yours. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and start with some prayer really quickly then. Um, dear Father God, uh, Lord, we thank you for... Um, Lord, we thank you for another day of life. Um, Lord, we thank you for um, another opportunity um, through this day to be able to, to live our lives for you and to be able to serve you through the things that we do and the things that we say. Um, Father God, I thank you for this opportunity um, to have this daily breath, Lord, this devotional, this opportunity we've created to um, be able to read scripture together, um, to be able to stand the word um, and be, to be able to reflect on your art as well. Um, Lord, we pray that uh, during this time, um, Lord, would you be honored with the things that I say? Um, and Lord, would, would you use, um, Lord, would you speak through me um, through through everything that I everything that I say today? Lord, we thank you. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Um, all right. So for me, I will be doing the portion of uh, Mark Mark 14, I believe, from 43 to 52. Um, and this is the portion labeled Jesus Arrested. Um, obviously, this is one of the pivotal moments leading up to Jesus being nailed onto the cross. Um, so I'll just go ahead and read, um, and you can follow along. Just as he was speaking, Judas, one of the 12, appeared. With him was a crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him and lead him away under guard. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rap, and kissed him. The men seized Jesus and arrested him. Then one of those standing near drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Am I leading a rebellion, said Jesus, that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I was with you teaching in the temple courts, and you did not arrest me. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. Then everyone deserted him and fled. A young man wearing nothing but a linen garment was following Jesus. When they seized him, he fled naked, leaving his garment behind. Um, I broke this up into a couple components um, because I, I really do feel like within these few, few lines, uh, as is the case with the rest of the Bible, there's just so, so much to unpack. And I think... Um, so much that we can see in terms of the reflection of, of Jesus's love leading up to the moments of the cross and what was going through his head. Um, for the first portion, um, we see the treachery, uh, really the nature of the betrayal of Judas um, with, with everything that went down during Jesus's arrest. So one of the first things that stuck out, stuck out to me was the mention of Judas, one of the 12, um, the implication being one of the 12 that Jesus chose himself was uh, was the one who ended up, um, you know, leading to his arrest and, and, and betraying him. Um, this is not really a reflection of, of, of failing on Jesus's part himself, but it's a reminder of how quickly we as humans turn and the extent to which we can. Um, right, you know, Judas for for him particularly, you know, we we don't necessarily you know get to see the insights of what motivated him, but we can imagine, right, that that there's a good chance it was a lot of it was financially motivated and, and maybe promises of power, maybe promises of 
of things like that, right? Because again, the people who the people who ended up arresting Jesus were all the high priests, the elders, um, was the most important figures of society at the time. Uh, <clears throat> another portion of the treachery that we can that we can see is that the that the crowd was armed with swords and clubs, um, again, sent from the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders. Um, it wasn't a question of how much of a threat they thought Jesus was, but how much of a threat they wanted him to appear to be um, to the people in the society. Um, again, this was how much this was how much they they despised Jesus, and, and even knowing this plan, even knowing. Uh, all of this, you know, Judas went through with this, right? Um, somebody who had walked by Jesus through his through his whole his whole ministry um, was the one who ended up selling him out, uh, selling him out to these to these priests and elders and everybody there. Um, again, another case that shows how quickly we tend to turn on Jesus, um, and in this case for political reasons, steeped in pride and security. Um, and finally, I think the most important thing, arranged a signal. I think this was really important. Um, it, wasn't his, it wasn't just his way of marking Jesus, but it was his way of signaling the moment of his betrayal. Um, and to think that he had thought that through and collaborate on a plan um, to betray Jesus, I think, is, again, another thing to just show, just show the, the nature of the treachery. Um, the second portion, I think, to cover is the tension. Um, you know, the, the, the servant that, that, you know, uh, cut off the, the guard's ear, this is a very tense, a very violent moment that was taking place, uh, right? Just as if, you know, I, we all kind of saw the, the Will Smith and Chris Rock incident at the Oscars. And, and I'm sure many of us were not sure how to react seeing that. Um, you know, just seeing violence take place can make people nervous. Um, so a lot of tension in the air. Um, you know, Proverbs 27, 6, um, you know, again, referencing the kiss from Judas, wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Um, I think just to show the nature of probably how shocked everybody was to see Judas doing this. Um, and then another line, a young man that was naked and fled left his garment behind, right? I mean, he was so scared that he left his clothes behind and ran. Um, and I don't know the last time anybody so scared of something that they left their clothes behind. The third portion, um, and I think this is the most important one, is, is Jesus' response. Um, Jesus says, am I leading a rebellion? Um, it's his way of calling them out, right, to show them how wrong and backwards their actions are. Um, and again, he even shows them further proof, saying, "Every day I was with you, teaching the temple courts." And his way is his is his way of saying, "If I was such a threat to you um, that you oppose so much, you know, why did you even leave me? Why did you even let me teach in your sacred place?" All right, um, and we all kind of know the answer. Hindsight is twenty twenty. That that you know, it was their way of not causing trouble. Um, it was their way of you know, at the time, people wanted to hear Jesus speak, and so. They allowed him to. Um, <clears throat> and then finally, the, the last portion of Jesus' response, I think, is this is this is the most key portion, but the scriptures must be fulfilled. In short, mankind is foolish, selfish, insecure, angry, scared, and everything else you can think of. 
But Jesus recognized his need to fulfill the prophecies of his coming and his eventual resurrection and commits to his desire to serve God. And eventually uh, he is the Messiah. And finally, this fourth portion, everyone deserted him and fled. Um, it's actually funny that this is the portion that I was asked to speak on for daily breath because this line uh, sticks out in my head like a sore thumb. Um, senior year of college, uh, I went to a college retreat um, with with our church. And um, it was really stupid. I, I got asked to play the role of Jesus in this skit that we did. Um, and I remember leading up to it, I was really hesitant, right? Because again, I just, just the idea of, it was really dumb, right? It was a skit, but the idea of playing Jesus to me was just like, you know, how, why, why would, why would you ask me to do that of, of all things? Um, and it was tough and, and I faced a lot of spiritual attack um, leading up to the retreat. And one of the biggest ones that I experienced, I think, was literally the day of the retreat, right before we were about to leave. Um, my, uh, my parents started talking about divorce for the first time in their marriage. And I remember it was really tough for me to hear, and my mom had told me about it. Um, and so going to the retreat, I was just, just a little anxious and, and, you know, very, very tense. Um, but I remember, you know, five minutes before the skit happened, right? Everybody was at dinner and then I went to the sanctuary by myself to just kind of spend some time. Um, and I was praying and all of a sudden I was just overwhelmed by this, by this sense of loneliness. And I realized what it was, was just understanding the nature of this very line. Everyone deserted him and fled. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> um, everyone deserted and fled. The notion... <clears throat> I, I think for me in that moment, I, I really did experience what Jesus must have been going through, right? Jesus knew exactly how this was all going to play out. Um, he knew, right, that he would be betrayed and then how he would be betrayed by different people, Um by his different disciples um and even knowing that still committing to this and having to experience this and going through it knowing that again it was to fulfill you know the old testament prophecies um i think i just really for a moment understood how jesus's heart felt and you know i ended up doing the skit and i remember you know thinking about uh, just how much I was able to understand the heart of Jesus towards me in turn um, to understand what, how much he really must have loved me to, to be able to commit to something like that. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I don't want to tell the whole story. I want him to be able to tell it himself one day, but um, you know, um, my, my good friend, Nick, um, who I was roommates, roommates with him for all four years in college. And I've, I've said this to my house church so many times, but um, that skit ended up being a sort of odd blessing in that we got to see him um, accept Jesus into his life. And and that forever is, I think, tied into this verse. Um, 
And so I think it was a really timely reminder for me, especially when I'm kind of struggling with my spiritual disciplines, um, to be able to remember, you know, why, why it is that I signed up to be a shepherd and, and you know, why, why I believe in house church in the first place. Um, it secured for me my understanding of Jesus's heart that the most difficult people in the world are the ones we're called to love. Um, and man, our relationship, you know, from a, from a faith standpoint was, was rocky in the beginning. Um, but you know, today we get to walk together and I get to call my brother in Christ. Um, and I think, again, this is also very timely for me, um, because today is actually the, uh, court date for my mom and my dad's um, official uh, trial um, for, for some stuff that happened last year between them. Um, and so I think this is just a reminder to me, um, you know, you know, th this line, everyone deserted them and fled, it implies just how, just how much like we are very blessed by the relationships we have on this earth, but also a reminder of, you know, how fickle humans can be. Um, and that ultimately the only one we can really commit to and depend on is Jesus. Um, and so if there's anything that I hope that you're able to take away from, from this daily breath today, um, I hope it's, I hope it's that. Thank you. All right. Let's, okay.